Hello folks and how do? On today's show, the Mayo are back panellists will be outlining their plans for season four of the podcast. We will be touching on all the little controversies brewing in the county of your birth. And finally, we will be naming our dream Mayo dinner party. Now, where's Barry Moran? It's time to get back on track. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo are back. How are you lads? Con Mort here. Mayo are back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo are back. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say Mayo are back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un and welcome to the Mayo are back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Mayo are back. Mayo Hello and welcome back to Mayo Are Back. You're joining the esteemed panel of gurus as they sit down to talk about absolutely nothing and absolutely everything that's going on in the world of football and indeed the world of life. Joining myself, PJ, this evening, we have not around the round table, but in virtual terms, we have Fat Larry. Fat Larry, how are you? Hi, TJ. How are you? Brilliant. To raise that up again, we're going to ask where Patsy is. Patsy, are you hearing us on the line okay? Loud and clear, guys. Long time, no chat. How are you all doing? And last, the man with all the money and the man behind the numbers. It's JP. JP, how are you getting on? How the fuck are you guys? Oh, it's good to be back. Fat Larry, we'll start with you. Strange, strange situation at the moment. It sure is, TJ. I mean, it's a, it's a really challenging situation we find ourselves in. As you said at the top of the show there, do you know, it's the first time we haven't been all sitting around the famous round table together. But do you know what? You've got to adapt with the times and you've got to find a way to get these things done. And if anyone thought inside the county board they could, that this virus was going to silence us, we were wrong. We've diversified, we've, we've upskilled, and we find ourselves now podcasting on the internet. I think it's fantastic. And just as you were saying there, I was just going to bring in maybe JP for a minute. JP. Of course, you've been the man for many years who've been looking after the cash and have your have had your fingers in many biscuit tins. How do you think this is all going to go for you? The money's not there. We're going to really have to tighten up and any outstanding money owed to us is going to have to be given. And people may have to pay up front to next year's mm-hmm. season ticket for this year. That would be great if people could just pay all the money owed to the county board and more. Plus tips. Give all the money to the county board and give them tips as well. Can I get your take on that, please, Patsy? Well, I don't know about the money and the tips, but I suppose we could fashion it to that, that barren spell we've had in the late 80s. You know, I remember, Jesus, that, that was a terrible time. And I suppose we've had a terrible time more recently, just outside of COVID. Much worse things have been happening, like, like the barren spell we've had since the ousting of Pat and Noel. I don't know what the other's opinion on that, of that is, but... You know, I think I think we've we've had much worse times in recent years than than the recent pandemic itself. Patsy, I have to agree with you. It's an excellent point, and I wouldn't cut across you only for it's something very important. We were hit up today on the Instagram by a fan who had a very relevant and interesting question, and I told him rather than answering him back on Instagram, we were going to delve into it on the podcast and really flesh it out, guys. So here's the question, and anyone can jump in on this. This is from Matthew Mack, and he asks. Should Ballyhane Clubhouse be used as a COVID-19 drive-through testing centre? He suggests that it should help drive out the virus because Homeli were driven out of there 
in 2015. Well, I would think the inverted way, like if you think of the Ballyhane Clubhouse more in terms of Wuhan, where the virus epidemic started and spread and infected the minds and the bodies of every single person in the county. We used to be a land of milk and honey winning five Connacht in a row. We haven't had a Connacht in over five years because we threw out the only two good things to ever happen to Mayo football in the last in the last few years. Pat and Noel. No Connacht title in five years. And it's no coincidence that Pat and Noel were the last joint mangership ticket. In fact, the only joint manger ticket to ever lift the Nestor Cup high above their heads. So we do think about them as we always do at this particular time and all the time. I think there's a beautiful irony in it all that could we use Ballyhane as as a test centre when, in fact, it has been a test centre for many managers before, I'm sure. Like, very valid point when they were in charge would have just been able to spot people that had a virus. Like Aidan O'Shea, for example, if they knew he was acting up, they just gave him a slap on the bum. Other people, Andy, Andy was useless for them back then because they called him out. I mean, it's only because he got a kick up the hole of Pat and Noel that he actually became good for two years in 16 and 17. Adney is one man, and I'll tell you who's another, Anil Dinnell. They're two men I'd love to get on the podcast here, folks. I'd love to sit down with them and just have a little chinwag. And they could go into a bit more details on, you know, on that famous night, who had the positive votes and who had the negative votes. And who, of course, turfed out O'Malley. Who, what sim- I'd like to know what symptoms all the players were showing before they decided to go for that little test in Ballyhane. What do you think, guys? It's a very interesting point, Patsy. I mean, I think, in fairness to JP, as per usual, he has hit the nail right on the head here. Do you know, I just think it's ironic how back in 2015, the Mayo players convened on the Ballyhane clubhouse to rid the county of the so-called virus, which was, Homelli, but I mean, the ironic thing about it was that the virus met in the clubhouse. And I would also, just as an extension to that point, I, I've been doing a little bit of research. I've been reading my history a little bit over the past, you know, couple of weeks. I've had a little bit of time in my hands. Now, I came up with a couple of different, and I'll be open to suggestions on this one from you guys. I know you're a fan of coronavirus conspiracy theories, but if you look at the as I have now called it, the inbred moon phase of the Mayo supporter and Mayo GA at large. Generally, every three to four years, we see a complete breakdown. So, for example, we look back to 2010. In 2010, we were knocked out of the championship by Longford. Two years later, Con Mort was dropped from the Mayo team. You then have to go another three years to the sacking of Homelli and four more years to the ousting of Tim O'Leary. So, what what I would, you know, the pattern I've seen it every three to four years, you know, things just seem to be breaking down in Mayo GA. And I think, you know, our inbred senses are way off here. You know, just six months after Tim O'Leary has been sacked, we have now got no team. You know, it's it's just, I don't know, this time of year now we'd be preparing to, you know, support our boys through the summer. And, 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 and I don't know what to do with myself. And I know I'm ranting a bit here now. But I'm not well. Would it be safe to say in terms of these Mayo cycles that every four to five years we have, we have a trip to New York? So it's, a, it's when we go for that trip to New York that North and South Mayo become in perfect alignment. Say Kilmaine and Kilcommon are in perfect alignment. So we have a big dinner dance in 
New York and it just seems to all break down from there. Glenamoy and Moigauna. There you go. In, in perfect harmony. Yeah, look, you know, listen, you know, there may have been a breakdown in some of the relationships that were, you know, so successfully forged, listen, over in New York last year, listen, or whatever. But this is something, guys, that we really, we, we, should, we will be touching on in part two of the podcast. So if we could just get back, because what I really want to talk about is we know that Mayo is a feverishly passionate cap county when it comes to their football. But, and of course, their viruses. But we're not new to this virus crack. It's the last three, four, five years. You know, as long as we guys have been involved, there's been a virus every single year. And that is Mayo fever. And I might jump on to JP first. If JP would take us through some of the symptoms of Mayo fever, because some of our listeners will be familiar, others won't. JP, what is Mayo fever in layman's terms? To the lay, to the layman or lay, lay he, she. Mayo fever, usually known to hit... Uh, hardcore Mayo fans in January for FPD or kind of February, March when the league is kind of heating up and we're avoiding a, a relegation battle where one gets absolutely, um, what's the word, out of their mind drunk on the thought of Mayo being successful for a year where they listen to far too many Mayo songs um, and consider writing their own Mayo songs um, with harmonies of other Mayo is yeah. quite a rit- rhythmic word, of course. Um, you go online to buy copious amounts of Mayo gear to dress you and your family head to toe in matching Mayo outfits. They're the two most prominent. And of course, booking off All-Ireland Final Weekends in January, which you won't be. Thank you, JP. If I could just, and I'm sorry, uh, TJ, to cut across you there, but just a couple of, and the two, your two major ones that people need to look out for you don't necessarily have to have any Mayo matches to be suffering from these symptoms. I am currently writing a lot of Mayo songs, even though championship is not taking place. But the most important symptom that you need to look out for with Mayo fever is that you will have a high risk of falling in love with your cousin. And I think it is very, very important that you keep an eye out for these signs and allow that, in my opinion, allow it to happen. I'm all for it. And Patsy, I want to get your take on this next because it it does seem to be some sort of a toxin where the coronavirus gets into the lungs, Mayo fever gets into the brain early in the season and it starts to play tricks on that brain all year long, sometimes even convincing the brain that Mayo are going to win the All-Ireland. But I know you've actually done a bit of research into a cure or a vaccination. Is, is, there, is there any progress being made on that at the moment, Patsy, in the medical field? Well, to understand the cure, you kind of have to understand the illness and recent surveys and recent kind of, I suppose, more investigation into what exactly is Mayo fever and how does it affect the body is shown. Indeed, the brain is what we would call the most effective region of the body, but it also affects the heart. So let me give you guys an example. <laughs> it, it, it affects the head in the way that, so the basic example I can give you is, wait, we're going to win the All-Ireland. Why are we going to win the All-Ireland? Well, we have the forwards now. We never had the forwards. And I suppose where this translates into the heart is, because your brain is so convoluted by we're going to win, your heart believes that because you're a Mayo inbred underneath it all at the same time. To have an onset of symptoms of Mayo fever, you have to be deep down and inbred. You have to have that underlying illness before it's really going to affect you. So You what, really accept the disillusionment in your heart of hearts. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. And I think as true inbreds, we all fully agree with what you're saying here, Patsy. I think we can all agree we, we felt these 
these feelings before. And I think the only way, and I think the GA has hit off it this week by announcing, we need the club championship before the actual inter-county championship because if Anton sends Mayo fans hating their own county and indeed their own superstars, it is the club championship itself. So what we're working on is trying to get maybe every second week of club championship versus inter-county action just to, just to ease the symptoms of Mayo fever. And I think no one has thought about your everyday Mayo inbred. Think about Porrick and Kathleen who bring their three children, Ashleen 10, uh, Porrick Jr. 5, and their three-month-old baby, uh, Fiek Non, into Mayo games to get pictures with um, famous celebrities like Aidan and Leroy, of course. But they're not getting their weekly photos taken with these celebrities anymore. So they have indeed, because of their lack of mayo mayoness, that they're dying from a lack of aid. You know, it is important to remember that amongst the statistics and amongst the numbers that we read about, these are real life. You know, you're talking about Brendan and Seamus, you know, the brothers from Bellacoric. You're talking, you know, Jerry and Patsy from Lewisburg. You're talking... You know, Kil- down in Kilmaine there you've got Nettie and Nora. You know, these are real people, real stories. And I think it's important that we touch on it. And I think these people have been forgotten in this discussion that has been had at a, a national level, you know. Guys, I have to agree with you. And I know there'll be inbreds the length and breadth of country we owe nodding their heads as they listen to this on their podcasts. You know, it's just one of these things. It exists. We're talking about it. We're putting labels on it. And, you know, we're comfortable about it. So... We're going to try our very, very best to eradicate Mayo fever, but it's going to be a very difficult job. As we know, the only known cure is winning an All-Ireland title, and it doesn't look like we're going to get that vaccination anytime soon. Now, moving swiftly on from that... Can I just go back for one second? I just think that the coronavirus was started by the Ballantrubber cartel because they were angry at Horan for giving Aidan the captaincy over the O'Connors, and I think that's where it came from. JP, I have to, on this one, now it's not like me to disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you on this one. And TJ, if I could just go off the, off the agenda and a little bit off the cuff for a minute, if, if that's okay with you, can I just remind the Mayo public, the inbred public, that just, just remember that long, long before TikTok and long before all of these other organizations were creating podcasts, We've been podcasting here and we've been shooting from the hip and we have been spinning yarn for a long time before all these newcomers. So I think don't allow yourselves to, you know, to forget the likes of TJ and Patsy and JP who've been doing this for years and make sure you keep them in your thoughts. You know, I think that's very important at this time. I want to ask these fabulous, fabulous footballing minds what they think about it. Fat Larry, where do you stand on the 2020 championship? TJ, the 2020 championship, where do I stand? Well, I'll tell you where I stand. There's nowhere I'd rather be, TJ, if I'm being completely honest with you, than standing down with a cool can of cider, watching my gauna and uh, Ardnery be um, joust in the Mayo Junior A exclusive football championship in mid-October. You know, I'm all for this winter championship. I think it is going to be, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fantastic. And frankly, I say, leave the county where it is 
and let's head to Moygauna, let's head to Glenamoy, let's head to Kilcommon. Let's let's bring these places back in vogue, would be my opinion. Now, we have another couple of topics that we want to delve into and discuss on a deeper level. We're going to take a little break first. We'll chat to you all in part two. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know, I think we've got to look elsewhere. We've got to look for the divine. And under the current structure. Fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Mayo GAA, are, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. Hello, how do folks? You're very welcome back to part two of the Mayo Are Back podcast. I must say, guys, it's great to be back. We're going to kick off this part by delving into, I suppose, one of the big questions on all the Mayo fans' lips. If there's no games and there's no sugar, Daddy, where are the Mayo County Broad getting their money from during these times? Who would like to go first on that one, folks? Well, listen, uh, DJ, go, go on, JP. Sorry, I just said, obviously, that tough times bring out the best in people. And although we are struggling that there's no such thing as a virtual biscuit tin on the, on the gate of many, many a Mayo ground, however... Myself and the older guys of the establishment in, in the old country board have came up with the novel idea of setting up an Only Mayo Fans page where we get down and dirty and put up some of our naughtiest um, match reports and embarrassments in Crow Park that will have you drooling all over. Crying, that is. Crying from the eyes. And by all accounts, JP, early indications would suggest that it's proving a real hit. Oh, yes. Now, don't tell your friends in the government that we're getting so much money. You have to keep it quiet from them. I mean, the OnlyFans, like, guys, it seems to be the only way to go. I mean, we've seen David Clark has set up an OnlyFans page. He's doing a solo challenge in his back garden, naked. He is soloing for 48 hours, and each solo has to go 24 feet in the air for it to count as one. So he'll take eight long Garda strides, a high solo, and a catch, and he's doing that below in the garden there, and he has already raised 25000 for the Biscuit Tin Fund. So fair play to him. Make sure you donate, guys. Tough times are made for tougher people. And as you said, TJ, you know, I mean, difficult times, we see people doing extraordinary things, including the Bracey Mafia have made a great effort to improve things. Two kind of different different approaches to making the world a better place. We've seen Audio Shea. He is giving um, inbred lifts around the county town in his Audi A6. He is uh, you can get strapped to the top. He'll strap you down to the top of the car and he'll drive around town with you. That will cost you fifty euro for one lap of the town. On the other side of it, Matthew Ruan. He is has come out publicly and has said that he has no interest in raising money for the county board and he would rather spend his time stopping global warming. So he is, uh, he, he, I know he's very happy with the improvement in the, you know, in the state of the ozone layer and the lack of cars on the road. And he is, um, he's living free and he's living a natural life there and he's, he's living out in Bracey Woods there now as well. So he's keeping it clean, which is great to see. Living clean and living green. Fair play to him. 
he's setting a very good example now and hopefully the rest will follow. Because living green like that, Pat Larry, you're going to save money in the long run, you know, in terms of transport, in terms of paying back loans on, you know, particularly oversized stadia in the county. They're going to have their hands full now trying to get that cash together. And, you know, a very recent development was they said, no, sir, we wouldn't like any more cash. They said that to our financial backer of last year. It's 12 months since we were in New York, 12 months since our then chairman, Mike Kennedy, called him one of the greatest Mayo GA fans of all time. And here we stand 12 months later with Mr. O'Leary excommunicated from the flock. It's a very tough situation, Fat Larry. It's hard to believe it all came to this. It was all going so well. It was all going swimmingly well, TJ. But I think as you and I and all of us know well here, when things seem at their best in terms of Mayo GA, you know damn well that there is going to be some rocky ground ahead. And this has happened to us yet again. And we've we've shot ourselves in the foot, really. And, you know, we've done it. We do it all too, all too often. And we've been airing our... Our, our brown underwear in public, as the old saying goes, but, you know, it's it's just interesting how the county board, with no teams to be paying for, no uh, no, no expenses, really, they, you know, they still need the money, they still need to line their own pockets. And I think it's important that we, we help them out in any way we can. So remember that, folks, it's time to put the hand deep into the wallet. The biscuit tins, they're not being filled. We need to think outside the box a bit more creative, a bit more virtual but we still need to get that big cash flow in. How would you go about it, Larry? How would I go about bringing in some cash? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's, 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 not an easy, it's not an easy question to answer. You know, I suppose if, if, I, had, if I had all the answers, I, I, I'd probably be off somewhere else. But, you know, uh, listen, I think there's, there's plenty of avenues there. You know, you've got players who are willing to, you know, to, to set up OnlyFans pages. You know, you've got... Uh, you've got a couple of kit bands there. I mean, you know, you've got some space there. I mean, you know, you could you could deliver groceries for the misfortunate and you could charge them €100 Euro a go. I suppose that could work very well. Could probably sell you some know. turf too, Fat Larry. Well, you could sell a bit of turf, uh, or Patty, absolutely. You know that you can put fish in there, you can put turf. You know, I think I think there's plenty of, there's plenty of options for sure. I don't know about you guys, but I think we can... We can find a way. Diesel is cheap as well. I think, so. I think there's really an underutilized figure, and that is Audio Shea. You know, the amount of money this guy, the potential is there. Some of the TikToks videos that I've seen out of this guy are just phenomenal. You know, he's tapping into huge, huge global followership there and the potential sponsorship, the potential revenue that could come from that. You know, if it helped boost the county's chances i'm all for it more 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 tiktoks please that's what i have to say absolutely tj i mean look the the, the social media seems to be the, the the this powerful vehicle that we're all traveling on nowadays and i think if you can use your if you can use your social media fame for for good i think i'm all for it you know and i think if, if aiden is willing to do that for the sake of the biscuit tin i i, I can't i i wouldn't stand against him now and finally, for this part of the podcast, we're going to talk about, I suppose, one man who we thought last year he wouldn't be in the headlines. This time last year, we were putting this man to bed. We were burying him and we we're putting the final nail into his coffin. But he's back. It's interesting, you know, with the way everything's transpired, there's no sport and there's no chat about this current crop. 
the one man who's put himself in the forefront is a man that we thought was gone. And that man is Radney Adney Mornan. We've been watching his movement P classes intensively here at Mayo. We're back all week. We even gave them a go. How did you fare out with them, lads? I, I got to say, they were they were a tough and strenuous workout, TJ. I mean, you know, I it's in, you know we're we're four years at this podcast now. It's fair to say, in the last last couple of years, I'm a little bit fatter, I'm a little bit bolder than I might have been back in the good old days. But I gave them a go, you know. And uh, in fairness to Andy, if there's no football being played, the only thing we can do is we can talk about old games. And I think you know, I say Andy is he's reveling in this now. He's, he, I, I saw him there himself and Mort were chatting about the good old days. I think two of the greats, twelve, twelve or more losses, I'd say between them. And, um, you know, so there's a bit of good to come from this. Yeah, absolutely. I, for one, am quite sore after parts of my body that I never thought would be sore are, for example, my vocal cords. I was trying to copy Adney the whole way through and I, I ended up shouting and roaring so loudly that I think I might have injured my larynx. Well, I know we uh, we had Andy in here a few a few months ago. You know, we were trying to get some pointers on how to improve our communication skills and how we could reach a wider audience. But I don't think any of us were fully prepared for the sort of stuff he was been asking us to do and the level of shouting that he desired from us. So I think we just have to let that one slide. So we thank Andy for keeping us fit. Any of the other Mayo players out there doing a little bit of fitness trainings? I saw, interestingly, Evan Regan was talking about the fitness aspect of things today. He said Buddy. that there's a big time. Yeah, he said that there's a lot of Mayo people out there, a lot of folks who are getting involved, you know, in isolation training. Not the Mayo team, by the way. They are, of course, training together because they're above the law, of course. But, of course. you know, the, the, the common folk and the inbreds in Mayo, a lot of them have been trying to diversify their fitness, trying to get up to speed with some of the new technologies and the new regimes. So they've been doing hit training sessions and they've wow. been doing sit training sessions. But one thing that Evan Regan was suggesting that all the Mayo players should be doing at this time of the year are sprint hard interval training sessions and they are shit training so sprint hard interval training shit training it's known as and you know the male players should be using this time off wisely and they should be using the valuable time to improve on their sprinting hard excellent yeah i mean fair play to evan on that one you know he, he this guy is right at the cutting edge isn't he but as i do always say you, you've got the you've got the three keys to fitness you've got you've got hit you've got fit and you know you can't fist with other people but as we've always said you can fist yourself and you know there's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that and just to go back as well you were saying about Mayo players training one man who is back training and a man who we are delighted to see back is Jason Doherty which is great you know he obviously was cursed last summer when he suffered that horrible knee injury and you know he came back at a perfect time one day before the lockdown so you know you feel for him but it's great to see him back running around and, and doing a bit. And of course, the Mayo are back advice to Jason Dorothy this season is, you know, listen to them. Listen to the podcast consistently from the start. Listen to them all the way through. Don't just stop listening if you hear something you don't like. And, you know, that level of openness and that level of clarity in your thinking will make sure that you are the fittest, fastest, best version of yourself on the pitch next summer. Yes. And you just, you can listen on your own and you don't have to just listen with your girlfriend. And as always, you know, here on the Mayor Back podcast, we like to, you know, use our position of power and, you know, our notoriety and popularity, of course, for some good. So we always like to say hello to all the inbreds out there. And we'd also like to 
give a wee shout out, of course, to our good pal across the Atlantic, Henry Coyle. Hello, Henry. Uh, we we all know, we all love him here at the podcast. And Henry, he, he battered the coronavirus a few weeks back. And he is fighting fit. And by all accounts, we hear he's back doing his training. And he's be back fit in the ring very soon. So how are you, Henry? He's doing a bit of shit training himself. He has been doing... Henry's been doing... He's been doing that long before it was cool and long before it was, you know, the done fashionable thing. You know, he's been doing it since, you know, back back in Bracey House, back in the good old days. And, you know, for, for years, back in Gisala as well, you know, he's, he's ahead of his time, is Henry. Our Henry. It's safe, it's safe to say, actually. I'll stop you there on that on point. Would, would, could one say that the shit training was, was always there, you know? Example, these current restrictions in regards to playing football will be lifted on August the 10th, which is a similar timeline to what we've experienced every other year, you know? Get shit training to get the fitness levels up, and then you get to the third weekend in August, just in time for peak physical fitness, only to put it to complete waste and then drink for the ensuing three months. Yes, absolutely, uh, uh, Patsy, you know, and I think what Mayo have always done well, they've taken the shit training that they've been doing throughout the year, and always in late August, early September, they've converted that onto the pitch in Crow Park, and have played some shit football as well, so, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I'd even take seeing them losing in All-Ireland now, that's how much I want to see a bit of football. Well, there you have it, folks. So you may lose another All-Ireland in Crow Park this year, absolutely anything. Now, I do hear... If I could just, if I could just put in there for one more second, uh, TJ. Now I, I think it is very. It, it, what is good? What the good news of this is is that the coronavirus it's done a lot, but it has stopped the six in a row. It's been very effective in that, and I would suggest that maybe we could hire the coronavirus to work for us next year as a coach, and might help us then stop the dubs up in Crow Park. So it's just some, it's an idea we could play around with and we might discuss it again at length again another time. Well, um, Fat Larry, just while you're on that point, what do you think of the idea of asking um, Pro Park or the general public for the 2020 All-Ireland to be gifted to Mayo because we're the only county sad enough to ask for it? And for a lot of the inbreds out there, we might feel like it's just like getting the monkey off the back and we all, can all get on with our lives then. And just, you know, like, who's going to care? Everyone knows 100%. that it's not going to be worth anything. But we can still pretend that it is worth something. So Absolutely. what are we suggesting here? Maybe a strong worded letter to the boffins, to the head, head honchos in Crow Park? A strong worded yeah. pleading, pleading letter, a letter of a pleading nature to try and get us into Crow Park when there's nobody else there. Maybe even no opposition. Maybe it could just be all of the elements of the All-Ireland Final except with zero opposition and no fans. So it'll just be essentially the Mayo team walking into Crow Park, getting medals and walking out again. I think that should be not too much to ask for. Now, TJ, you have to remember as well, even though there might be no opposition or fans there on the day, there is still, the odds would still be well stacked against us. We'd still have to manage to put the ball over the bar and in the bag. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're capable of doing that, even without an opposition. But, you know, the directed members above in Crow Park, the big, the big dicks above in Dublin, you know, I think they owe us this one. We've made them a lot of money back through the years. I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head here once again with that one. I, I, I think we deserve, we deserve an All-Ireland. 
I think that's entirely unrealistic to go into Crow Park and to get your medals the same day. We'd have to space this out over two events, would you say? Maybe a replay. Could you picture it, folks? Mayo well, travelling to Dublin. Sorry, have, carry on. We have scored own goals before, so maybe if we got two or three own goals and scored nine points, we could bring ourselves to a replay. We can only picture it, guys, at Mayo playing against an invisible opponent, drawing the first day and losing by a point the second day. It's an exciting prospect, and we have that to look forward to now in November. Can't wait. Look, at the GAA are looking for alternative realities and different examples of things that could happen. There's just one. If, it does, if you don't like it or if it doesn't suit your style, you don't have to take it. But we're just here offering suggestions, as we will be for the rest of the season. Now, come here, TJ, just before we move on, do you think, personally, in your own opinion, um, do you think that these Mayo players would have any interest in playing a game of football in front of no supporters and no one there to swell their egos or tell them how great they are or pat them on the bum? Do you think they'd have any interest in that? Not at all, no. You know, the GAA, whatever about professional sport, guys, we're talking about amateur ethos here. We're talking about young amateur guys with, you know, professional mangers well-paid majors, but essentially young amateur guys. And, you know, if they're going out onto a pitch any given Sunday and they're going down to pick up that ball, unless there's someone in the crowd that says, put your fucking foot under it, you know, they maybe they wouldn't even bother picking it up. You know, it's fellas in the crowd offering levels of abuse, kind of getting inside the players' heads. You know, they know, right, if, if I do make a mistake here, the crowd are going to absolutely hound me. They're going to boo me. And maybe the next time we play each other in club championship, they're going to run onto the pitch and thump me in the back of the head. Essentially, I think the fans, we do everything for the players. But as true as that is, the players, they do everything for the fans too. You can't, you can't explain it any clearer than that. I think that's, you know, that's that question dealt with from, from our point of view anyways. But I hope, you know, I hope we, uh, I hope we see a bit of football. I, I, I do anything to see Kevin McLaughlin running around and taking twelve steps now in twenty twenty. That's that's all I want now, and hopefully it happens. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, thanks, folks, for making it through the second part. Coming up after the break, we have a treat. We're going to be reading out our dream Mayo dinner parties, and we're going to be reading out the best of your responses as well. All coming up after the break. And just in relation to, to, to the two of you, you're, you're in as a, as a 50-50 joint managership, would that be correct? At the end of the day, you know, it's not about what you say before you go out. Uh, it's just about going out and making sure they're ready when the ball's thrown in at 3.30. We have um, a very, very experienced group of players who have great leaders among them, you know what I mean, right throughout the pitch or whatever. So, you know, it's not about messages before the players go out on the pitch because, you know, they're, as I've said all along, they're an experienced group of players. At the end of the day, you know, it's not about what you say before you go out.
Well, 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 how do you? are very welcome back to part three. This is a new feature of the podcast we're going to be including each week. You know, it's a big talking point. We've got a big discussion that we're going to have. We're going to get the fans involved. We're going to read out a couple of the best responses. And we have pledged to send a little prize out your way. More details to come on that. But we're going to start off today with our topic. And that topic, as you saw on our Instagram and our Twitter, is your dream Mio dinner party. Who would be there? You get to invite four people, men or women, dead or alive. We want to hear why you'd inv- who you'd invite and why. We might start off with yourself, JP. Who's coming to your dream dinner party? Oh, well, there could only be four. And that would, of course, be Drake, Dougie, Andy, and Handy Shanley, sponsored post, The Movement. Nobody else. Well, I suppose one positive there is once you had the dinnerette, there'd be no shortage of workouts or super fast fitness routines that the lads could show you through to, to burn off those calories. Isn't that right? You could sweat it all out below in the sauna. It'd be brilliant. Thanks a million for that, JP. Patsy, we might come to you for your dream dinner party. I think for me, it'd have to be Liam McHale, um, John Mohan, Fanula McBail, and probably Martha Farter. Um, I think I think dinner would go well. A few drinks would flow, and then we'd have a big fight, you know. And I'd like to see I'd like to see that Royal Rumble. A star-studded quintet, quintet there between yourself and the four Patsy. I have to commend you on that one. Very nice. What about you, Fat Larry? Uh, yeah, I suppose, you know, I gave this a bit of thought now, a lot of thought actually, weeks in fact. Uh, I, in the end, whittled it down to, I went for Pat Holmes, singular, just Pat. I, I can't, I've, I've only enough seats for one. I went with Kevin Prendergast to provide a little bit of music after, Henry Coyle for a bit of storytelling, and Diana O'Hora was the last of my, uh, of my, of my four. Well, there'd be no shortage of conversation in store that night. And, you know, if there was ever a lull in it, you'd have KP there to blast out one of his Mayo classics to get you all in the mood again. Stage three Mayo fever, T- uh, TJ. I, I'm listening to him on repeat 24-7, even when I'm sleeping. What's your son of choice? Oh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's very hard look past the three pubs in Bohola. What a classic and an incredible tune. I was listening to the three pubs in Bohola last week and I just thought to myself, is there any way that this song could be fed intravenously into my body? Well, I suppose what I love about the song and what I love about KP songs, in fact, is how you can you can mix up the lyrics of a KP song with the tune from another KP song. I'll give you an example. There's three pubs in Bohola, as everybody knows. If I brought home a young one, my old lady wouldn't mind. Kilchama and Kong and Partree, every town you hear that cry. Mayo, how I love you. Bohola, my dear home. You see, you can do things like that with KP. You know, he, the songs are so well written that you can just mix the lyrics up and it's, it's seamless. And I, I must say it's passing a lot of time for myself now. It's these, these, these difficult times, you know. Well, look, we're constantly coming up with ways to pass the time before we all drive ourselves mad. Before we hear yours, can I just say, I won't be singing. I won't be singing on podcasts. This, this is a one-off. If you're getting me singing for another podcast, the listeners are paying. It's as simple as that. This is a one-stop. This is to get them in. But next time, we're charging. That's it. I've had enough. I'm not doing this for free anymore. 
we'll keep going. Who's your dinner party? Well, well, all I can say on that before I tell you my dinner party is we we may not be getting paid, but no more than the county board, we will do absolutely anything for cash. So we're just putting that out there. Now I'll get down to brass tacks, my dinner table. Simple one, really. Couple of obvious choices. Fergal Boland straight away would be number one. There'll be a mixture of youth and experience, so I'm pairing him either side of Fergal Boland. I'm thinking of having Porrick Flynn, former European commissioner and politician. And on the other side of Fergal Boland, I'm going to have Louis Walsh, former X Factor judge and pop aficionado from Kilshamach. And lastly, rounding out the four, I'm going to go with Grania Whale, the famous fictional pirate queen from Clue Bay. That would be my four. I feel there's the right mix of youth and experience, real and fake. Uh, footballers, non-footballers. I think we could all learn a lot from an evening like that. Oh, wow. I've got to say, you mix the, you mix the old and the young there. You know, you've got uh, young Fergal Boland, young up-and-coming player in the Mayo team, and then you've got the experience, the Grania Whale. It's fantastic. You know, it's a real rounded setup there. A, a good choice. You know, coming from a woman who used to slit the throat of pirates up and down the Atlantic Sea, a little bit of that steely toughness that she has if that was fed into the Mayo team, could be something. We could learn a lot for Let, sure. Let's look at Louis Walsh, the, the, the keen eye for talent that he has and the way he's able to see potential in a young person. If James Horan had half that talent, he'd be a far better manger. And P. Flynn, of course, you know, what the Mayo County Board could learn from that man in terms of accessing, acquiring and transferring of cash, it would help them a lot in terms of, you know, everything that's going on in the current financial climate. Absolutely, and a man as well who is has no, uh, you know, no problems with, uh, you know, talking about money either. And I think to have these problems out in the open, it's uh, it's very, very important that we discuss these things. And you know, it's nice as well at times to think about your Mayo dinner and who you're going to have there. But it, of course, as well, is tinged with a little bit of sadness, knowing that unfortunately, due to social distancing, you won't be able to stop off in places such as Balnalak and force yourself upon Mayo players and eat with them against their will, you know, and lick them and hug them and touch their food and things like that. But, you know... That's actually, all... Fat Larry, you'll have to answer that question because it came in from a dedicated follower. Is Ballinalak filling station open? And if so, is there any, you know, particular um, systems in place to, you know, keep people safe in there? Now, I stopped off at Ballinalak. I was up in Dublin and I was breaking breaking the rules now, coming down undercover. So I didn't drive. I walked down just to avoid the guard, the checkpoints. And I stopped off and down the lack on the way down. Now, there's a big sign at the door. They actually had to make a specific sign for that shop, which stated that they are open and they are operational. But you must keep a four meter distance. It was specified for male players, not two, four. No touching of food, no licking and no uh, getting selfies with them for the time being. But please, God, we'll be allowed to go back and do that again in the future like we've done many times in the past. And I think we're all excited about that. Yeah, if I ever saw a Mayo player in there filling up a cup of coffee, I used to always just love to just put my finger into it as I was passing by. But it seems now with uh, public health and safety guidelines and it's kind of gone too far the other way now. Political correctness gone mad you have to be keeping such a distance from them. So that's tough. It's tough, you know, on your loved ones. When your loved ones are Jared Cafferkey, Kevin McLaughlin, Kevin Kane, they're my loved ones. And when I see them in public, I can't hug them, I can't touch them. You know, it saddens me. 
It does. It's, it is, it's, it's tough, TJ, it is. And, you know, I think just before we, I, I know we're probably nearing the end of the, the show at this stage, but I know just one more thing that I'd like to just mention before I come off the air. Just I, I, I had a short message there to the younger players of this Mayo team. So, you know, you know the guys there like uh, uh, Oshin, you know, Oshin Mullen there and uh, Tommy Conroy and guys like this, you know, guys who wouldn't have experienced the, you know, the Imbres championship roar of the Mayo uh, supporters in the past and you know this roar tended to turn the players themselves it kept coming back year on year you know to to represent the county team but you'd be would you be worried tj i suppose that these guys might head off to australia now not knowing just how infectious it is to play on front of that uh inbred roar i don't know if patsy if you'd like to come in on that one there you know it's worrying times isn't it well, I think if you look at players like Oshin Muggins, they know what it's like to be there playing with massive behemoths and indeed titans of the South Mayo Championship of being Kilmaine. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're going to lose them yet. I think the pull of those clubs and those setups uh, is enough uh, for at least one more year. So, Patsy, what, what you're basically what you're trying to say here is you think that Oshin Muggins is too much of an inbred to go to Australia, is it? Well, I think the proof is in the mug in there. Uh, being from Kilmaine, how could you get away from that area? Who'd want to leave it, in fairness to you? You've got Ballon Road one way, you've got Tume over the road, and you're only 20 minutes from Galway. Sure, why would you ever want to leave? So The doorstep know, to Mayo. 100%. It's like the doormat of Mayo. I wouldn't leave it if you paid me. Not even for 100k a year and the Melbourne sunshine, I wouldn't leave. If all the young players in County Mayo hear that now, and you have the same integrity, and you put the same effort into serving your country as this man here is, we'll be on the right track. Now, the last thing we have left to do today, folks, is to hand out, to announce our winners, the big prize, and give out our little awards. So we're going to read out the best three, and we're going to be sending them a prize. Now, what's the prize, you may ask? The prize is a Korja Weo Are Back card. We are getting these printed up at the moment, and we're going to send them out your way. They are, every inbred wants to have them. They're the oh, most absolutely. desired item on the wish list. Fat Larry, you got yours recently and you're a new man, isn't that right? I did. Now, as I couldn't read it, I didn't know I can't read, of course. But um, no, I, I liked looking at it and I could see the Mayo crest on it there. And it was lovely. It was very nice. And just for the listeners there, just stay in touch with the Twitter and the Instagram, of course, for our next competition, because I believe we have got some Mayo are back PPE that we are going to be giving out as our prize next week. So highly sought after equipment. We're going to get down to the important task of announcing the winners of today's competition. And these were the three best responses. They came in in their droves via Instagram and Twitter. We had many, but we narrowed it down to just three. And we've picked these on merit and we're going to send out their awards, their Cordrick Mayo are back cards in the post. The first winner of today's competition is RF, who said the Burks. Well done, RF. Drop us a message and we will send that out to your towers. Second up is Mickey Boyloft. We really were impressed with his score. He went for first Pat and Noel, one person, only taking up one seat, very smart. Number two, Randy Moran. Number three, Anal Dinnell. And number four, a larger than A4 size travel bag. You know, who would probably be bringing most of the chat and most of the charisma to the dinner party on that particular night. Thank you for that, Mickey Boy. And lastly, I suppose only one man. He probably knew he was going to become a winner of this once he threw his name into the ring. And that is excommunique of the flock, formerly the greatest male football fan that existed, Tim O'Leary. Tim has been in touch 
And Tim says he would pay for the meal as long as he could pick his own music and he could pick his dear, dear friends from the Mayo County Board. Well, the mind only boggles as to who he would bring and how that particular night will go down. But all we can say at this stage, I suppose, is well done, Tim. There's a Cordia Mayo or back card coming your way. Now, you may wonder what these cards are entitling you to. Well, an awful lot. I suppose the first big, big bonuses with them that with these cards, you are going to be able to get free premium level tickets for any of the games that take place in Crow Park between now and the 30th of September. So I'm sure people are going to be really, really interested in getting their hands on those as the weeks go on. Now, that's everything we have to say for today. Unless there's any final words there, gentlemen. Would you like to have the last words, Pat Larry? Or Pat say? Oh, listen, it's been, it's been great to be back on the airwaves. It's great to get season four back up and running. And I think, you know, I hope the listeners out there enjoy it. And hopefully we'll be chatting again soon. I am heading off now. I'm going to lawyer up. and I'm going to get the best people to, I suppose, fight for me against no doubt the tidal wave of abuse that's coming my way after this patsy i understand you're going to turn it off the phone for a couple of days and just keeping the head low in case we stepped out of line today well I'm, I'm almost certain i definitely stepped out of line today but i'd just like to say do you know i think there was a lot of important things discussed here today and indeed with that uh, up mayo and please be safe everyone thanks very much for that patsy i couldn't say it better myself we're going to leave the last word with martin carney Featuring the Beatles. It's Scott Honey! Thank you, boy! Thank you! This is heartbreaking. It's a free from Terry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long-range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen the yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's the call. Cues Kerry Hurism as they want to say. Oh, look it. Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan. He goes. Oh, yes, it's all over. Everything that you want to see except a male win.